Welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast for it. You're listening to the Lunch Hour Anime Special. I'm Rage. And I'm Jolly. This week we watched Girls und the Panzer, their film. This is the Night of the Living Geeks podcast. Check out our past episodes of the show at notlg.com. And support this program and the network today at patreon.com slash notlg. So happy to be watching Girls in Panzer again. Even the penguins were sad. <laughs> well, I think I think I like about this because even if like the story is kind of down in some episodes, or the OVA doesn't have as good of a story, like the tank battles are always on point, <laughs> and they're always like suspenseful and fun to watch and interesting, and and they're also filled with moments that have character in them too, like like the bridge where the one is wedged up against the other to fire downward. Like that was awesome. I the, the tank battles are obviously far and away the best part of the show because they're also not just cliched garbage. Like you see tactics, you see you see things happen. Yeah, it's it's just great all around with and the it's, tanks. It's gonna be something that makes the show easy to rewatch like later on, or if like it'll help it last. Like watching Mobile Suit Gundam, like the original one from way back when, the very first one. The character's not so good. The animation's really shitty compared to what it can do today. Um, and there's a lot of it that doesn't hold up, but the battle tactics that the show has are interesting to watch. And it kind of plays out over a long span because they were trying to be realistic about the duration of time and warfare, right? So they were trying to be realistic, like, okay, it takes time to supply, deploy, maneuver, and, you know, re re... Um, reacquire your, your... You know, like, it takes time to do all that stuff. You mean logistics? Yeah. So they were trying to be, like, all those logistics and how battles line up, like, that's all really interesting. Even the show's kind of clunky. So even if, like, in another 40 years, like, this animation doesn't look good anymore for whatever reason, because it gets that much better, I don't know, like, the logistics of these battles and the tactics are still going to be interesting and fun to watch. What makes the tactics interesting is that Miho is always forced to be creative. Like like you said, yeah. the, the the bridge thing. Okay, we have to wedge the tank under, wedge the smaller tank over the more powerful one, so it has a straight downward trajectory to destroy the pursuing tank. I, you don't see that. Yeah. Anywhere. Yeah. It's stuff like that is creative, and it just makes just that, again, every battle just fun to watch. Yeah. I don't know who chose these teams because that's really lopsided. I know Ori won, and that's you know. So I don't. I guess you could say Ori is the. Number one seed, and then two and three would be Pravda and St. Gloriana, and then this new school would be the fourth. So you get one and four versus two and three. But that new team doesn't seem any good. Well, the problem <laughs> is that like, new- charge, always attack, never stop attacking. That new team's probably more of a, uh, either, uh, like a rank, either an eighth rank or do not qualify. Yeah. Because of just how bad they are. Because they're brand are. new. They're brand new, and it's just... You would you would think that you would think that Miho, being the t- t- the tactician she is, well she probably did, but they're idiots. Miho probably stood up and be like, just listen to me and we'll win. But they got so wrapped up in their head like this is victory that they just kind of blew the whole thing. Yeah, and then they're like, for you know they like also charge in when one of their other tanks gets taken out, like they want to <laughs> they want immediate retribution. It's some sort of like vengeance thing, but also it's just. It was just kind of like, we see victory, just, just, ah, take it, even, and, you know, they're just not smart. 
See, and I it reminds me of that one that one tank the one tank team that from the was it was it the OVA where they're just like ah oh, very good leader the leader oh, yeah, said anchovy. something yeah, yeah, anchovy yeah. says something and they're like oh very good leader this is why you're our commander <laughs> this is why you're so, you're so smart anchovy that, that's what it feels like here it's 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 okay I'm gonna charge oh they're charging they must know something go <laughs> yeah <laughs> like oh we put out all of the all of the bu- bu- billboard fakes. <laughs> uh. So we fin- we stopped watching right after the opening battle ended. And I love that the show just opens with a battle because just throw you right in. Well, th- that's that's sh- what you're here for. The show, yeah, the, show's no- <laughs> the show knows what its moneymaker is. Yeah. And, and this is the moneymaker. The, yeah. the animation for the, 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 sh- the battles, the animation, the tactics, the everything about the fights. Yeah, and well, and I like what makes it a good fight scene is that it shows, is that character shows through during the fight. And that definitely happens here because I have never seen um, Vanilla, I think was her name before, or Cram, I don't remember, the, the St. Gloriana Speedster squad. Oh, the, the pink hair. Yeah, I had never seen her, but I want to know more about her because she's awesome. You're, and you already know stuff about her. She's a little cocky, a little confident, but she knows that she's got, the fastest, she's got yeah. the fastest tank in the, in the league. Yeah, I think it's awesome. And you get and and just the little characterization, like you've got Darjeeling just never wavering, never faulty, like the whole stiff upper lift. You know, like drinking her tea, like just even when they're just surrounded in that in that sand bunker, she's just like, "Eh, they're coming. We'll be all right. <laughs> we'll be fine. It's all right. <laughs> we just have to hold out." And it shows in um, and it shows in her in her in her squad as well. They're just like, "Okay, just keep firing back." Yeah, Darjeeling's fine, so we'll be okay. Yeah, she's yeah, she's not worried. We're not worried. Things will be all right. Let's do this. I know, like, pink haired character has mm. tea too. She's on the British team, and I love that it's like the the other side of the British characters. Like Brit- one of the one British stereotype is is um, is definitely Darjeeling, like just always just drink your tea and be regal and calm. And the other one is like the once more unto the breach, and that, that is the speedster team. They're like, fuck it, let's go, charge, just go, let's go, do go, it, go, 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 go. go. <laughs> that, that was definitely fun to watch. It was fun to see um, a lot of the old characters again, like Kai, Katsuya. And Pravda. And Pravda, yeah. Pravda's, uh, yeah. Uh, what is the name of the, the... I don't remember the name of the... the Prav, uh, Katsuya's first... The, the second first command? Officer, yeah. I don't know her name either. But yeah. it was good to see her. She turned and bows. She turns and bows at the, at the shrine. <laughs> and, and she's, again, like, she's always so cool and confident compared to Katsuya. She's just kind of like, what do we do? We go after him. Okay. <laughs> and I like, I like, too, when they were all talking together... When Pravda's talking together, there were three different subtitles on the screen because they're talking to each other in Russian. So it has the Russian subtitles on the top, and then on the bottom has the the Japanese subtitles because it's originally meant for a Japanese audience. And then there's our subtitles, on top. <laughs> so there were like three layers of subtitles. It was amazing. Because like, and the other part of it is these are supposed to be like cultural immersion schools too. Mm-hmm. Like these are all Japanese schools. But they're all cultural immersion. Like Anchovy School is an Italian cultural immersion school, so this is a Russian cultural immersion. Like, and so I think it's great. Like they would be speaking Russian probably at their school. I don't know what the new squad is supposed to represent. Yeah, Chihoi and Ch- whatever. Ch- whatever. <laughs> Chihuahua. Hey <laughs> uh, now. I don't know, but they got they got the camo. T- they all have camo tanks. They all seem to have like the same tank, mostly. I think, I think, well, if you knew who the tank maker, the tank model was, you'd probably be able to catch who they were. Yeah, but we're not. Well, we're not. We're not. We're not like. We're not tank We're not Yukari here. (laughs) Yukari just knew when the big tank 
when that big tank showed up and just kept turning and then tilted over. She goes, yeah, if it turns too much, like, yeah. it'll fall over. She's like, yeah, of course. We meant to do that, right, guys? <laughs> right? Did, I mean, I knew that. You all knew that. Everybody just, knew, right? Yeah, right? She's just like oh, casual, oh, okay. casually off mentions She's like, yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. We're good. And everyone, <laughs> we can probably see everyone else's eyes. They're like, oh, shit. God. Dude, that was a good that was a good trap too, having that previous one with that heavy firebar mm-hmm. like that blue path hospital. <laughs> that's that's hope that's crazy. Not, let's hope that it wasn't part of the no fire zone. Yeah, otherwise I know. otherwise you won't need otherwise you won't have any patience for that hospital. You can take your time rebuilding it. I love I love the guy in the crowd too who gets it's his house every time. I love that because he reminds me of um Is uh, it the lettuce I, guy? No, the cabbage cabbages, guy? Yeah. Have you yeah. seen have you seen Avatar? No no, but I know okay. of him. Like his cabbage his cabbage cart gets wrecked every time yeah. he shows up. Yeah. And so the, it's my cabbages. Yeah. Well this one he's good because apparently A, they rebuild your house for you and B, I think they said somewhere it's good luck if your house gets blown yeah, up. Yeah, it's good luck and I imagine that the like school has an insurance policy taking I'd up imagine they something like that have to have an insurance policy when you do this especially especially when you don't have any boundaries so to speak it's not like there's a there's police tape or whatever saying you can't go out here literally the entire area connected area 50 100 miles down is potential battlefield best most secure job in this universe is construction <laughs> always construction if you can get some sort of like secure agreement with one school that you're going to be their construction and for all of the damages for, they for cause. all of their yeah for in, just for just for the sentido just for the uh, the tank fights you don't have to do anything about construction new buildings just we are your repair team ah you'll be rolling in it see but that's probably also that's probably all there probably is a school club that does some of that too well yeah so that they can that's t- also part of sentido so that they, they can transition into the repair do you who do you think the two girls are who are doing the commentary from their little podium um I think one of them is a little sister of Darjeeling because one of them has like the same kind of hairdo and kind of a similar face I think they're from a completely different school given they're both both wearing gray they're both they're both like light blue grayish and they were both blonde well, no, I thought one was blonde. Was, I th- okay, I know the, the younger one was blonde. I think the, the one, one the one with the hat was brunette. The playing yeah. the playing the thing, but no, I think they're a completely different school. Okay, I think we're going to see more cultural diversity here. Yeah, do you know? You have a yeah, you know. <laughs> I know, I know. I can't. I'm on TV tropes a lot. Well, then Fuck I'm, I'm excited. Website. I'm excited to see what culture they choose. The, 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 it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be hilarious. They're pretty be... cool, and then the whole the whole the whole thing is is really neat. Like it's really neat. Like their their school that comes in, their culture that they represent. Because we, well, we've got we've got um, Britain, Germany, Italy, Russia, Japan, Japan. obviously. Um, Who else have we seen? Those are the main ones. Those are the main ones that we remember because I think those are the only ones that we ever really fought. Yeah, and there's other there's other non-immersion schools I think that we've seen them play against. Yeah, they're just kind of they're just kind of there. Yeah, so it's kind of like or is not an immersion school, so not not every Senshido school is an immersion school. But I think here they're they're, it's them and Kurohime are meant to be the Japanese school, probably Kurohime more considering they're the they're the which one's Kurohime. Is that the that's Mahos? Use? That's that's the mom. Okay. That's mom school. No, they're they're German because all of the tanks are German. They're they're oh, you're right. They're Simmons German. So they're the German ones. So, and yeah. if and if they are supposed to be the badass team, and the show's called Girls und Panzer, 
the badass team is going to be German. <laughs> it's not girls in tanks. It's girls on the Panzer. True. Panzer. True, but Miho, Miho commands a Panzer. Yes, because it's still drawn and done by a Japanese guy. <laughs> so he can be a fan of Germany all he wants, but they're going to lose. <laughs> well, then, probably by default, Aura is the Japanese school. Yeah. Just because of... And because, probably because it is Japanese and... Would we... If we're writing, like, an American school, we would just write what we see. Oh, yeah, and there's the American team. Yeah, there's the American team. So, like, oh, God, they're so awesome. I want them to show up. <laughs> so, if we're, like, I mean, it doesn't seem like it's a immersion school, but, I mean, if we're writing an American school, we're just writing what we see, which really is kind of generic shit. Yeah. So, what they're doing is, they're showing is probably generic shit to, yeah. to the Japanese people. So, I'm assuming that Aurora's the Japanese school. We have uh, Italy... Italy, Germany, Italy, Germany, America, America, Britain, Britain, and then Russia. Yeah, and then so I'm trying the, to think the, of like, the new the new people, and then whoever the new school that got that basically screwed over Miho. Yeah, and then the two girls that were watching Which from the, the, the new school that screwed them over. I imagine is also because they all have a similar styling and similar this, similar that. So I imagine they're and they had uniforms of some kind too. They had uniforms. They were all camouflaged. They all had similar tanks. So I'm guessing they're going to be representative of some... Like, they're going to be... Yeah. They're representative of a country. Of some, somewhere. The two girls up top in the observation tower, they're representative of a country. Yeah. So yeah, every it's kind of cool because everyone represents something. Although, I mean, we're, we're missing out almost all of the Southern Hemisphere. Yes. We have no country from the entire Southern Hemisphere. Nothing from South America, nothing from Africa, nothing from... Oh, I mean, an Australian team, we would know. <laughs> They'd have a dumb accent. <laughs> They'd be saying "Good day, mate." Well, I think I think they're probably just doing the major players from World War Two. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure that there were there were combatants and participants from Africa and South America, but nothing historic, well, nothing quote unquote historically significant compared to the main players. Yeah, well, I mean, in World War II, a lot of Northern Africa fell to Germany, like, instantly. So. Yeah. And I'm sure, well, it's also, I'm sure that, like, Southern Africa and stuff had a lot, or Southern, Northern Africa and Africa in general had a lot of, you know, resistance and pushback. But a lot of that was Britain. Yeah. Going down there, pushing them out of Africa. Yeah. Man, things I remember from playing Axis and Allies. <laughs> Call of Duty, man. Yep. I remember, I just, Call of Duty... <laughs> Uh, thank God for our country's obsession with World War Two. <laughs> Otherwise, I wouldn't remember. Well, it's well, World War remember II, like I was there. World War Two is the prototypical American story. Our friends getting their asses kicked. And, Here comes America saving the day. Yeah, but that's also World War. <laughs> yeah, but World War One doesn't have a compelling villain like World War Two. Yeah, just. I mean, I'm, I'm trivializing World War II like, like, ooh, it's a stupid movie and stuff. But it's if you think about it, it is like what Americans dream about coming in, yeah. saving the day. Well, and yeah, and also in terms of like, m- like making it into popular cinema, the the enemy is a villain from a comic book level of evil. Yeah. So you don't have to like, you know, Germany in World War One. You can talk about oh hubris and the Kaiser and they were trying to conquer and they shouldn't have been. Like, it's very much. It's it's an older way of thinking that we don't associate with as much. And World War One also, from from some of my readings, was kind of procedural, as in treaties treaties were triggered. Yeah. I attacked you, and then so this guy declares war on me, and because guy A declared war on me, guy my friend guy B declares on A, and it was just kind of this procedural yeah. like treaty, like we are 
Contract it's, bound. We are contract bound to it's fight. Just, it's just like in Civilization. When you declare war on somebody and then you hit end turn and like 15 pop-ups come up saying A declared B on C and C on D. Yeah. Da, 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 da. yeah. It's just like that. Yeah, so <laughs> World War One's a bit more nuanced in that way. But yeah, World War Two. it's cartoon level villainy. He's just no, no... No gumptions, no nothing. Just I'm gonna kill everyone and take over the world, and yeah. that's like it's easy. It's easy to make that into a, like a popular pop culture villain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not trivializing at all, though. Trying, trying not to, <laughs> trying not to, but it's, it's, it's hard. But, bro, bro, but boiled down, it's it feels like the. I mean, it's, you, it, we're not talking about the. <laughs> we're not talking about the the real events that happened. We're more talking about the pop culture. Yeah. Representation of that those historical events. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm good. I feel like it. Okay. okay, okay. We got we, we covered each other. There. We're good. We're good. We're good. <laughs> no, but then I'm trying to remember who else it would be. Switzerland. <laughs> Might be. They have the. Well, they have because, because they're sitting out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there was that part where didn't that one guy or they had like the elite ski troopers, right? Yeah. Yeah. So when Hitler tried to go in, the what, 100 ski troopers, like, fended off, like, 1,000, 5,000? I don't remember that part. Oh, I remember something about, like... Was that in Call of Duty 2 or 3? Mm, I think it was one of the spin-off <laughs> DLC games. <laughs> but I remember something where they, they, they tried to go in, and I think they eventually got through, but heavy losses because they were going through the Alps or the mountains and stuff. And Most people don't practice for winter, winter warfare. Yeah, no, that, Unless, of course, you're a country that's almost entirely mountainous, in which case you very much practice it every day. <laughs> uh, maybe one of them's Canada. Um, no, I'm, I'm, I just I want well, to keep watching. Canada had did have a big part in D-Day. I, I just we'll watch more. Okay, so we're gonna do this in four episodes then. Four, Probably four lunches. Okay. Yeah, but man, that that. That battle got me wired up, fired up. It was good. I'm wired up. My I blood, like, my blood like... is racing. I fucking <laughs> loved that. I love those fights. I know. And again, you're right. Just throws you in, and all you need to know it's it's Orai and New Team versus versus Darjeeling and Prada. That's it. Yeah. Who, who cares? And then they throw in it's an exhibition match. Like okay, it's a friendly. They, they, what they call it, a post victory exhibition match. Yeah. So, okay, we know this is set after. It's it's a friendly. You know, there's no none of that. None of the drama that was from the first from the from the series. Mm-hmm. It's just you know, it's just like a bunch of people, basically a bunch of people getting together and just like having a friendly See, game of soccer. Again, my favorite part about this, like as being almost like a sports show, sports anime, um, they lose. Mm-hmm. Which is great because most of the time it's protagonist power all the way, and they never lose. Fucking Gundam Build Fighter <laughs> and Build Fighter Try. Like this one, they lost their first match in the show, and now it's the post victory. Like they're on top of the world, and they lost again. Like it's okay for the protagonist to lose. I'll be honest. For me, I was I was expecting them to win, but there was also the doubt because of how the series went. Yeah, it's not just smooth silly. It's not just I have protagonist. I am the protagonist. I have plot armor. I will go all the way. You can't touch me. Yeah, and it, you're right. It makes it makes every after you let them lose that first battle, it makes every other battle more suspenseful because you believe they could actually lose. I mean, the show gives you the oh we have eight tanks versus their thirty kind of bullcrap that anime does. Um, but you believe it just because they've lost before. Like, it's it's not... I mean, Gundam Bill Fighter, Sekai never loses a single goddamn fight. 
Never. Raging never loses a fight. Like, okay, sure, cool, whatever, man. <laughs> but, like, this one, you believe, like, they're going to lose fights. And Miho has a, a history of losing fights, too. It's It makes the, it makes the battles more interesting because, you know, as a gun to build fighters, like, when the fights start, you could effectively turn your brain off and just, or even walk away and just come back the next episode. Yeah. Oh, he won. Okay. Yeah, when the, when the fight starts in Gundam, you don't, you don't care. You're not watching for whether or not they win or lose in Gundam Flip Fight. You're, you're watching to see what kind of cool things they pull off. That's all it is. You're, just, you're there looking for big lasers. You're, you're, <laughs> what, what you're looking for is how far they reach up their ass to pull out this win. Yeah. Because they're getting their ass kicked and suddenly, like, Reiji, uh, you know, in his heart, unlocks this super megaton punch technique. And then he punches the guy, and then they go, "Oh, we didn't play for this," and then they die. <laughs> yeah. And then you come out the next the next episode where he, you know, the, his next opponent saw the punch. We're ready for the punch. What about a megaton headbutt? Oh, <laughs> I was I didn't play for this. <laughs> Which I mean, and it's interesting that 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 makes such a difference because so many of the tropes carry over, like the befriending your defeated foe, like all that kind of stuff, like. The true heart of Gunpla, the true spirit of Senshido, like they're not functionally that different, but they feel so much different. I feel it gives a little more creative freedom to Girls and Panzer because they lose, but it's not a like they get slaughtered. Yeah. So like her tactics, more or less work. Like, she's she is a brilliant tactician. Her the stuff they do work, and they kind of would have won here if newbie newbie didn't just. Newbies didn't Multiple decide. To, newbies, yeah. Didn't just like decide to throw the throw the match. So technically, you could do the exact same thing next time, tweak it a little bit, and they'd win. And win. Whereas Gundam Build Fighters, it feels like an arms race. Like, okay, we had him, him kill him with a glowing punch. How do we win the next one? A double glowy punch, a punch that that glows blue instead of red. <laughs> Like a, a punch that punches a phoenix out of my fist oh that God. explodes the moon. God, don't remind. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for that. I was, I was, was I was happy. I was happy that was for the dumbest thing. I was having a good day. Then you had to remind me of that. But it, it's an iron race. It's like okay, now that he's done the phoenix punch, what's the next level? Because the, the guy, you can't defeat the next guy, or especially the final villain with that, because then it just feels cheap. Because then the final villain feels no better than villain number four that you use the phoenix punch on. Well, and that's a legitimate problem. And remember, in the end of Gun and Bill Fighters, it was basically, we're punching each other, and then there's a big glowing ball, and nobody can see what's going on, and then there's one left standing. It's like, <laughs> mega power! I don't really know how to show what happened here, so white screen, winner. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that's a combat. That's the other thing I think I appreciate about this. There's no, um, there's nothing you don't see. Every move you see, every tank you can watch and account for, every part of this battle, like, like I believe that the the creator of this like sat down with like a big map of an area and planned this battle out step by step and then drew it. Like, so many times when you see fight scenes and battle scenes in shows, you get the feeling halfway through they kind of switch their idea, or, oh, let's do this instead, or they kind of were half-assing it to start with, and then they figured it out later, like... This feels planned start to finish, and it feels like every detail is accounted for from start to finish in the battle. And it gives off a bit of, I, I say authenticity, because it also feels, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Authenticity in a game, in, a, in, a, in an anime where, where tank battles are common occurrence, but whatever. Yeah. Because you feel like they've planned this out. Yeah. You know, they're talking about 
you know, surroundings, surrounding the enemy, using flanking. And that's not just bullshit. He, you know, he decided to pull out of his ass. That's actual shit that they do. Yeah. So it feels like they, they, you know, they sat together, they got together, like, the night before and had a game plan. And then also when, like, when, when the game plan falls apart and Miho has to half-ass it, we can track what tank happens. Like, it's not like, oh, Miho's going to half-ass this and let's hope the viewer forgets about this tank and magically that tank's going to show up again ten minutes later and save everything. Like, that kind of bullshit doesn't happen here because that would be com- completely unrealistic. So I really appreciate that this doesn't even try to do that. That would go against completely against what the show has shown us, basically, is yeah. just, oh, magical tank, I'm here, oh, boom, 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 ha-ha, I... Yeah. We won because... Well, or, like, the times when that does happen, um, the times when it does happen, the show lets you know that that tank's going to come back. Like, I'm thinking specifically about the, the siege when they were playing against Pravda, and um, and the history team buries itself in the sand. Mm. Right? Like, there's a scene before where they're talking it out, and Miho's like, you wait here, and I'm going to pull them around in front of you. And we don't know where that tank goes, but it pops out of the, pops out of the snow, and you're like, oh, shit, it was there! It's like... It's kind of that feeling of it disappeared for 10 minutes, but it start like, even when that happens, we're told this is going to happen. <laughs> the foreshadowing is great. And then that also helps take into account the showing of the tanks that died. Yeah. Or they get blown up. So she's probably sitting there having a, a, stra- a strategy meeting with the surviving tanks. And you're not sitting there wondering what happened to Mallard team. Well, you saw them 30 seconds ago get blown the fuck up. Yeah. So you're not worried about them. You're not sitting here as a viewer going, why does she only have a third of her team around her? Yeah. Because they're showing systematically the fight, which is great because it doesn't feel like... It also feels like none of the characters are just throwaway characters. Yeah. You didn't just... as as some, They give them characterization. Maybe not a lot, but they still give them characterization. They give them a participation in the fight. And they give them, they give them their own little spotlight, you know... Like a uh, t- random tank, like the duck team or the yeah. hippo team, they take out someone sometimes randomly, and one the, or two, the, and that's great. The 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 gamer tank, the the killer bunny tank. Oh, they take they take somebody out in this fight, and they're like, "This is our first kill in an official match." Fuck yeah! Yeah, and that felt, they were excited. That was awesome because it was just like they're not there as a, just a dead body. Yeah, they've not, actually done something worthwhile, and it's now. great. <laughs> They feel excited, and having watched the show, we feel excited for them. Yeah, it's nice, and it's a good little character moment. Mm-hmm. And also, like, even oh man, that stupid the damn hall monitor team—if they would just get over the fact that they have to police everybody, just let that one tank go fucking kill itself, like <clears throat> quit hauling them around. Yeah, I mean, there's there's so many, but of course, they're the hall monitor team. Like, it is within is a fundamental part of their character. To make sure everybody falls in line. So they couldn't just let the person go die. Rules are rules and orders are rules. Follow the orders. And not, not only, but not only you follow the orders, I'm going to be the one who makes you follow the orders, even if it fucks me over. Like, that's what, that's their character. They were pushing the tank around, telling them to go. They had to wedge the tank between them when they were in the siege. Yeah. So that they didn't just leave. Yes. While they're, while they're doing the ambush. Great. Oh, I love this show so much. All right, we're gonna we're gonna have to pick this back up again tomorrow. Yeah. Right. Oh my god, it's amazing. I yeah. love this show. Oh god, we're way over for lunch. Oh god, I get it back to the office. <laughs> All right, good game. Thank you. This has been a Night of the Living Geeks production. For more information and content, visit NLTLG.com. <laughs>